Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. I am Alan Thomas, and today I'm being joined by Abe Cambridge, CEO and founder of the Sun Exchange. How are you doing, Abe? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, I'm great. It's, it's good to have you here. Uh, let's, great to see you. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into it. What is the Sun Exchange, and, and what what does your company do? Sun Exchange is a buy to lease solar panels marketplace where anyone in the world can purchase and own a solar panel that's located in the sunniest places on Earth, and from them earn a cryptocurrency income stream paid in Bitcoin. Um, we are the first platform in the world to enable crypto investing into solar assets. Uh, we did a, a project back in 2016, was the first Bitcoin-funded solar power plant in the world. Um, and now we've got five operating solar power plants, and another one is live right now. And uh, it, we've got customers all around the world, and we actually act as a gateway into crypto because people can purchase a solar panel and earn a passive income stream paid in Bitcoin. So it's like a kind of a safe a safe way of accumulating Bitcoin without investing directly into it. So we've kind of become a, a gateway to new crypto users. And why solar assets in particular? Were you already in the solar space? Yeah, so um, I've been in the solar industry for oh, probably 10 years now. Um, back, I started back in the UK. Um, and as the UK is not known for its, uh, its sunny weather. So um, it was very reliant on government subsidies and, and policy to, to create an industry. So it's kind of kind of an artificial market 
So back in 2013-14, the government changed its policy, and uh, I, I recognised that actually the solar industry is not the future of the solar is not in the UK or even in Western Europe. It's it's in where there is sunshine, such as most places in Africa. So I I relocated to South Africa, and then recognised when I got here that there's like no solar panels on any of the roofs. And the reason being is because there's no financial systems available to uh, to get solar projects um, capitalised. Um, the, the solar markets here are very immature. Um, the, the the grids are not particularly reliable, and in many places in Africa, there's no electricity at all. So you're kind of like there's this requirement for electrification, and solar power is now the cheapest form of energy on the planet. Um, but it's just a way of getting people to be able to own those solar panels in these really optimal places. I mean, and previously, the only way of owning a solar panel would be to put it on the roof of your own home or the roof of your own office. But for most people today, they don't own their own roof. They're like a tenant, they lease a, they lease an office or, or lease an apartment. You don't even have a roof to put a solar panel on. So you've got this, this, this problem which people would own a solar panel if they could, but there's no place for them to go. So something that enables people to own a solar panel is just somewhere else on someone else's roof. Think of it like Airbnb for solar panels. Oh, that's a, that's a great comparison too. Airbnb for solar panels. Yeah, you know, you know, people have got empty rooms. They lease them out to people that want to stay. We we've got customers who've got big empty roof spaces, basking in sunshine, and uh, and we enable people to put the solar panels on those roofs, and and we and that range all the micro leasing. And that's the really the key here is all around micro leasing of solar panels. So people come onto our platform, they buy any number of solar cells they wish. You've broken it down to the solar cells. So it's like less than ten dollars to sell, and then people can lease them out to a specific project. And those solar cells actually exist, and we give data on its performance, and we deposit all the rental income into digital wallets. People also accumulate solar coin from them, and solar coin is another cryptocurrency that is it's uh, like bonus bonuses for people who own solar power plants, and people earn one solar coin for every megawatt hour of electricity produced. And we're now introducing our own cryptocurrency called SunX, which is our crypto rewards program. And we issue it to our customers as they do smart decisions when building their solar portfolio. We've really gamified it. We've been really inspired by uh, sort of Xbox Live type like gamer point systems. So as people unlock certain achievements, they earn crypto on top of their, their rental income from the solar panel. And that's where we're, we're really going with this. Oh, so you're, make, you're really making a full experience out of it then if you're gamifying. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's this kind of like meeting point where like, crypto meets solar. And the reason why they work really well is that you've kind of got decentralized distributed solar energy assets being funded by decentralized distributed monetary systems and, and, and decentralized currency. And, and so we, what, what was lacking in the market was this like uh, this, this portal for people who the people who are into crypto, they like. They want to see things happening. It's all live. They, and people claim to get it. And there's all these cryptocurrencies available for people that own solar systems and, and generating clean energy. And our platform kind of brings it all together. And so, so the introduction of our currency, SunX, um, adds an additional layer on top of that because people can now get bonuses and, and discounts when using the platform by, by using it. And so when I come to the Sun Exchange and I'm looking to get involved with a project, do I do I... Is there a choice of projects, or do you kind of get assigned so many, or, or how does that work? Oh, it's completely up to you. Um, you come in, you can look at the projects available. We usually have only one project open at a time um, because there's some of them fairly big. So we've got a project open at the moment to solar power a plastics factory, and 
Um, they, they, they recycle plastics. They, they make manufacture bottles out of recycled plastics. Uh, so we've got around like 450 kilowatts of solar cells available for that. So you would come onto the platform and you'd decide whether you want to solar power that organization and, and with how many solar cells. Um, previous projects that we've done, uh, like wildlife parks, schools, um, factories, like anything in the built environment that actually has an energy demand that we can supply electricity to directly. You know, we're not selling electricity to utilities because in most emerging markets, the utilities are very unreliable or, or absent, as I mentioned earlier. So it's all about delivering electricity to the end customer directly, peer-to-peer. -peer. And, and I, I use the word peer-to-peer, -peer it, but it kind of gets bandied around. But actually, what we mean by that is we're selling electricity directly to, a, to an end consumer. Um, we call it B2B. And those customers then pay for their electricity uh, because it's kind of at a wholesale price um, Sorry, it's not at a wholesale price. Rather, it's they're, they're not paying. They're not paying the wholesale price to us. Uh, they're paying the, the commercial premium. Um, so we're selling electricity at usually around six or seven cents per kilowatt hour. Um, that's a US cent equivalent. And, and so they're actually saving money on their on their electricity costs. So the, our customers have reduced energy bills, and the people who locate their solar panels to do that are also earning an income stream. So in that sense, there's there's. If you have enough to invest, and there's pretty much no limit in terms of how many cells or spaces you could you could actually be leasing then. I mean, depending on how many projects you have going, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got a pipeline now of what probably about 150 megawatts of, of solar projects. I mean, this is the this is the point. Like, we set the platform up because there's this huge demand for for energy and electricity, especially clean, affordable electricity. I mean, the alternatives in most places in Africa to going solar is to install a diesel generator or connect to a coal power station and these are, these are filthy and very expensive things to do and take decades in some some cases to get connected and with solar energy systems we can deploy them directly on site and start delivering solar power quickly and easily so we can go from, from a factory having an unreliable source of coal-fired electricity to being completely solar powered in a matter of two months and uh, yeah, so that's why we built up this this huge pipeline, and it's and it's projects because we're dealing B to B, that we can we can deploy quickly and easily and, and, and on a case by case basis. We're not dealing with utilities that take years to try and get to agree to to a deal with us. And we're just dealing with a business owner and, and do a deal to sell low cost solar electricity at the stroke of a pen. And then once that's done, we can then open that solar project up to our memberships who can then pre-purchase the solar panels that go, that go into it. I know you said that the cells can be set up within two months. The process can be set up within two months. But when you were first yeah. start, when you were first starting out, when you first got to South Africa, how did you get the company off the ground initially? Was it was it talking to government government officials first, or was it starting the build out first, or how, how did you how did you get it going? The, the first thing was the identification of the problem, which was lack of uh, sort of solar specific finance options for businesses. Um, and in the UK, you've got um, you've got uh, feed-in tariffs and subsidies. In the US, you've got tax incentives. Those things didn't exist here in South Africa, but there is a load of sunshine. So you know, the, the, I realized that there was this this beautiful model with potential uh, with potential of merging the Bitcoin ecosystem with the solar ecosystem, because you've got this global universal financial network being Bitcoin, which you can then connect people to the solar panels. So it's like a completely transnational financial system for a transnational energy system. So I, I kind of conceptualized that and uh, launched on Indiegogo back in 2015. And I first basically got friends and family finance 
to, to start the company back in 2015 to launch a pilot and identified a school, the Stellenbosch Waldorf School, just outside of Cape Town here in South Africa. And then we basically built a prototype platform, sunexchange.com, opened it up um, with the school and bought solar panels themselves, the teachers, and even some of the kids in the school bought some of the solar cells available. Um, so some of the kids now growing up, earning Bitcoin while solar powering their own education. I mean, that's quite, that's quite a fundamental shift in, in a kind of attitudinal perspective on what solar energy means and, and what money means. Uh, and those kids are growing up with that, with that opportunity. Um, and so off that, we then went out to Silicon Valley. We got some, uh, some angel investment from Adam Draper's, Adam Draper's fund, Boost VC, went through their, the Boost VC program, which was a whole lot of fun, I'll tell you. And, uh, and then off that, we then built our kind of Mark II platform, uh, and we did about two or three more solar projects on that. And then we went through the Techstars Accelerator. And Techstars is, as most people know, is like the kind of Ivy League business accelerator programs that really kind of got us to understand how to build a scalable business and how to get all the different key performance indicator metrics set up and how to get your team working operationally and efficiently. And then we completed that last July. Um, and since then, we, we got an additional investment, and then we then started uh, launching our ICO um, to launch SunX, which we started last September, and, and the, the, the private pre-sale we ran last year, and now we're in the pre-sale period uh, for people to, to get in that early. And that's, and that's put, brought you up to date of where we are. That's, uh, and just, just the thought of, uh, like you said, kids being able to have a part in financing their own educations that early on, that's just kind of an amazing thing in and of itself, besides everything else that I mean, you're doing. Exactly. I mean, I remember. I actually remember when I was a kid. I was must have been about like nine years old. I was in a geography class, and I remember playing around with my solar-powered calculator. And I mean, I'm 33, so I mean, this is probably back in the early 90s. I remember. I remember going home and asking my mum, like, why we can't put all these solar cells on roofs of houses and and and, and power our houses with them. And I remember she replied and she said, because it would be way too expensive. And then roll on like 20 years. And then there are kids at this school who are actually owning solar cells on the roof of their own school and earning digital currency from it. I mean, that, that shows you just how advanced our civilization has got in 20 years and what, what amazing breakthroughs in technology have actually happened. And, and solar and crypto, I, I see as is, is, is equal and parallel breakthroughs. I mean, they both emerged around the same time, about 2008, 2009, and those two... Uh, they kind of represent the disruption of their, of their equivalent sectors. So Bitcoin is disrupt, as disruptive to the financial industry and is game-changing for the financial sector as solar energy is to the energy industry. They're completely democratic, decentralized forms of, 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 of systems, uh, both of which are actually silicon-based. You know, if you think about it, I mean, Bitcoin is money that's created on a silicon chip powered by electricity. And with that value that's created, you can now finance silicon chips that produce electricity, which can then power those silicon chips that produce electricity. So you see, it's created this positive feedback loop, this, uh, this, this um, virtuous circle. Um, and, and that's actually created an entirely new framework for a solid state economy, no moving parts, completely solar powered. And, and the, kind of the, the era of the petrodollar and all the mess that comes with it is, is kind of over. Uh, once, once really crypto starts taking off and solar energy continues on the directory it's on, then we, we've got a, a completely new different type of economic system, which is, which is beautiful. And you, you, you literally have currency that creates itself, keeps creating itself, money that keeps creating itself. And, uh, the, with the only the inputs being the energy from the sun 
and and the value that man can attribute to that to that energy and what work can be done with it. And that and that's the beautiful thing. That there's no there's no kind of zero point energy free energy thing in this. It's just purely you've got energy. It's being used to create currency and, and monetary systems which people can do work with. And it's down to what people can do with that money and people do with that energy and that's what that's what an economy is based on. Not digging oil out of the ground in the Middle East and, and fighting over it. And 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 if you think about everything you've done up to this point, setting up the company, what would you say are, are a couple of the most difficult hurdles that you had to jump over to really get all of this set up? Well, obviously, we started in 2014, which is when you know Bitcoin was at its longest bear market uh, it's, it's had to date, and we're, we're trialing a new type of, of, of mechanism that hadn't been done in South Africa before. I mean, there had never been this kind of uh, collective of solar ownership as a project before. This, this, there are models like it in the States and in, and in the UK, but nothing to the kind of resolution that we were doing at because of the micro-leasing involved. And be also to, by fitting it with crypto as well. So it's, we're, we're the first people to be doing this in the world. And you know, we, we've got a lot of recognition for it. I think that's really it. It, it was so innovative that we were kind of captured in the imaginations of not just the solar industry, all the finance industry, all the blockchain industry, but all of them. And people who, who are interested in crypto are more often than not also interested in solar. They may not even know it yet. And vice versa, people that are interested in solar are also interested in crypto, but they, they, even if they don't know it yet. So we quite created this this, uh, this nexus, this meeting point between those two worlds. And so it, it was just kind of getting people to be aware of that. And people have received it very well. And it's just kind of getting people to know about the fact that this service exists and, and, and kind of the growth. And I guess the biggest challenge we've had is, is matching the size of the solar project that we host with the number of people using our platform, with the ability of our platform to, to host that volume of sales. So that we reached the, the, the ceiling of what our platform could do last year, so we had to completely rebuild it from scratch, which went live last November. It's called our platform is called Proxima. That's the kind of the back end system, uh, but it's called ScienceExchange.com. But either way, we've now got this 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 platform that can now scale to you know, millions of, of, of users, and and now it's a matter of getting those users in because we've also got the pipeline now. So now it's just around growing the membership, and um, you know, and that's and that's what we're now focusing on. And and just and just the same way you just talked about maybe some of the biggest challenges that you had. What do you, what would you say comes to mind if you think about your biggest achievements up to this point? You seem to have, you seem to have plenty to choose from. But what uh, what would you say are the biggest ones that come to mind? Well, we've you know we've we've picked up quite a few awards. Like we won the Global Blockchain Challenge in Dubai last year. That was that was quite an achievement. We beat we beat a lot of really well known blockchain companies like Everledger and and a few other major major names. And uh, so it's been good to get that kind of recognition. But I guess the, the biggest, the biggest achievement is just survival. Um, you know, we, we're now in our fourth year um, in a really turbulent sector with a completely game-changing, innovative product that's not been done before, and yet we're, we're still here. We're still growing our membership. We're still doing bigger and bigger solar projects. So I think survival is probably the biggest achievement. Um, I, I'm going to just your previous question, which was actual challenges, and I think one of the things that is, is definitely worth worth stating, whilst you know you're, you're obviously from the states, so it's I mean the U.S. Um, securities laws are, are I would say outdated. This is probably an, an understatement, but the way that kind of called the Howey test is 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 set up it describes that what what does or does not constitute a security, and the way that our leasing structures are are, are operating. It, it could be construed that we're that these are securities. So we've actually had to apply a restriction for U.S. customers 
on how much they can earn through buying a solar cell on our platform. That's not not for accredited investors. Accredited investors can can rock and roll with how many as they wish. But for for retail customers on our platform, the Science Exchange, they can only earn as much as they put in, plus any crypto earnings on top. So the SunX, the solar coin, is is theirs forevermore. But as soon as they've earned as much as they purchased the solar cells for, the the rent the rent, the rental income starts going to a charity. And, and that's, a, that's a restriction we've had to put in purely because the regulations um, have not caught up with the realities of what these new types of management systems are capable of. You know, they've been written for very different, very different eras. And now we've got blockchain systems that can secure and show immutable and transparent transactions. But kind of that sort of overly onerous restrictions of what people can do with their money, we find, uh, to say last of all, it's actually really just really frustrating because uh, customers would love to and leave solar panels and earn from them for 20 years from the states. But we just have to apply the restriction in the meantime until the regs have caught up with it. So uh, that, that's been a frustration. Do you think there's a time in the near future where these, where U.S. government regulators will catch up? Yeah, I mean, they've got to. They've got to. I mean, they're, they're looking at it. I mean, the fact is that it's just it's so fast moving and there's all these new models. Um, I mean, there are ways around it. You know, not even around it. We, you know, we have to register as, as, as issuing securities in, in certain states. Um, yeah, but it, it takes time and it's, it's an expensive process. And you know, there, there is a whole world, not just the United States. So it's, we, we will focus on that at some point, but maybe by that point, the regs would have caught up. I mean, you've got the, the, the Jobs Act, which is, which is good. That's a step forward in the right direction. But it still takes a lot of time to get set up to, to, to offer our products through the, the appropriate portals that are required or, or get our own portal to do that. So I mean, it's, it's just a it's just a, a doubt, downside to what could be a, a big customer segment. Um, but you know, we're, but we're still open to business. We're still open to U.S. retail customers to use our platform. They've got to be aware that they can't earn more than they buy, but they can still get all the crypto earnings on top of that. Okay, and 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 as you're as you're building all of this out, and you know, different ideas are kind of batted around. Is there ever a time, or has there ever been a time where? someone comes up with a particular idea or development that they want to do and you say, well, it might be a little too soon for that, maybe a couple of years from now or, or a little longer than that. I think when I first started Sun Exchange, um, I, I explained what I wanted to do and I, you know, I, 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 I break it down. as you know, we're, we're literally streaming monetized sunshine around the world. You know, we're kind of digitizing sunlight, turning it into digital money and then sending that into people's digital wallets. You know, we, we can do it very fast, very fast, um, you know, every every ten minutes, we're, we're restoring Lightning Network, so we can actually deposit Bitcoin to people's wallets in real time from the point the electricity is produced, and that's actually what's possible. That's why I love uh, Lightning Network is awesome, and this is the perfect use case for it. So it's actually delivering electricity converted to money directly into wallets in real time. And when I described this to people back in 2014, they were like, "That's really really cool," but probably about about six years away. But I did it in six months, and we we're already doing it. So you know, we, we really showed people what what's actually possible when when this kind of exponential growth technology um, gets and gets gets into the public eye, and people start realizing what's actually possible with this, and it, and, it, and it and it becomes becomes huge and and can't be stopped. And so, having said that, what does the roadmap look like for the next couple of years going forward for SunExchange? So it's building our user base, and building solar projects in. Other locations in the world, other than South Africa. Um, obviously, our, our original vision was to be able to stream monetized sunshine around the world, three, sorry, 24/7, 365. So you, you could be earning monetized sunshine 
24 hours a day. You've got solar panels located on every corner of the planet. So that's why our kind of our SunX Rewards program is set up to incentivize people to locate their solar panels in different places around the world because you'll earn more SunX um, the more the more places, the more diverse your portfolio. So I guess that you know, the gamify the engine of SunX is going to grow. Um, obviously, the token cell that we're we're currently running for SunX gives people access to these rewards tokens at a significant discount, and they can be obtained through the through actual program itself. And with that, we're going to be with planning some really, really cool projects with rural electrification. And I think that this is really the vision for, for, the, for the emerging market, which is rural electrification projects with microgrids, so not connected to national utilities, but distributed systems, where each house has got a utility-grade electricity supply connected within a microgrid. Now, the problems with these projects conventionally is that it's really hard to forecast what the, the spend will be or the ability to purchase electricity from your end customers. I mean, these people that have never had electricity before, and all of a sudden they've got access to it, as you forecast how much electricity they'll consume. I mean, they've, they've probably got a mobile phone to charge, and that's it on day one. It takes a lot of time for them to build up the equipment. But in the meantime, you've got to size your solar plant to provide all the energy they will ever need in like 10 years' time. And that's a major problem with microgrids, this kind of having to oversize the system, which means your, like, your returns in the first few years are going to be very minimal. So what we're doing is we're teaming up with, with Bitcoin miners, with mobile mining units to deploy cryptocurrency mining into rural areas so that we've got this massive base load of, solar, of, of energy demand. And then we can then distribute any surplus solar energy into the village to consume for free. And the, some of the cryptocurrency generated will also distribute into the village and they, with that cryptocurrency, will they then buy, buy the electricity that they're consuming? And so when one fell swoop, you're solving the problem of having unreliable returns in the first few years of doing a rural microgrid. And you're also enabling people in a rural village to not only get electricity and telecommunications, because you have to have telecommunications for these kind of projects, but you're also introducing digital currency uh, to people in these areas. And at the moment, People in these villages are probably using mobile money, like SMS-based money. That's probably how most people are using payment systems in, in Africa. Actually, probably more advanced than most places in Europe, actually, because they're using text money, te mobile phones for money. So it's not a quantum leap for them to start using crypto, but, they, but they're not using it yet. So this, these kind of projects really, really take, take advantage of all these technologies that have been built and give it to the emerging markets and enable them to leapfrog the rest of the world. But it requires some, some, you know, a lot of development and time and, and money, and so that's why we're running our, 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 our token sale, our ICO for SunX, so we can capitalize these kinds of projects as, in addition to bringing in whole new users into our platform. And that's really where we see this is going, is, is enabling people that don't have that energy to get access to solar energy and any people that don't have access to financial services have access to cryptocurrency from, from day one that our project go ahead. And so in terms of the big takeaway, what, what final thoughts would you have for our listeners? What should they be centered on when thinking about Sun Exchange and when they go to the website? Just think, you know, you, you, if you've got cryptocurrency, actually, what are you going to do with it? You know, are you going to sit there and, and look at the, the, the price go up and down for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden it's not worth anything, or maybe it's worth loads, but who actually knows? And wouldn't it be a tremendous shame, a huge waste of all this energy that's being used to drive, drive mining networks and, and proof, 
proof of work mechanisms if nothing is ever to show for it. I mean, the, the market cap of Bitcoin is what, two, three hundred billion dollars? You can electrify the whole of Africa with that, with that kind of market cap. Every single person, billion people with electricity. So our proposal is let's just put at least some of your, let's put some of your crypto to work. Turn it into solar energy systems. So you've diversified your portfolio. You've converted a, a theoretic piece of, a unit of theoretical wealth into a real tangible physical solar panel that's then going to keep producing income for you for 20 years. So it's a diversification. It's also doing something really good with crypto. It's almost like it, well, it's been made to do this. Don't forget that crypto was made to create a new, a new financial system. Let's use that to create a new energy network as well, a new energy system. And that's what I, I appeal to everyone to, to, to at least explore. And our platform gives you a click of a button ability to do this. And so what's the, the best method of getting in touch with you, getting in touch with the company? What's the best way of contact? best way is through Telegram. Um, we've got links for it on both our, uh, uh, on our website, sunexchange.com. There's a link for our Telegram channel um, on, our, on our token sales site, tse.thesunexchange.com. Telegram links there. We've got, I, I'm on there, so people can chat to me on there. Uh, we've got our community manager on there. The, the rest of the Science Change community is on there discussing our projects, etc. So if you, want to, if you want to get involved with our community, then join our Telegram. Okay. Well, thank you, Abe, for coming in and, and giving us all this information and, and letting us know about all these great projects that you have going on over there, Solar Cell. And uh, like I said, we appreciate no your time and your, and your expertise. No problem at all. It's been great to be here, and I really like to meet you one day. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, in their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 
3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.